That's right. It's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you are new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. I'm Jean McDonald, and I am here with my very good friend and co-host, James Dempsey. Hi, James. How are you doing today? And I'm not going to ask if you've done your weekly review. Um, I am doing well, Jean. And yes, that's right. This is a an out-of-time special episode of the weekly review. Um, so we cannot answer those timeless questions uh, <laughs> if we did our weekly review this week. And how are you doing, Jean? I'm doing great. And uh, I hope that future me, when this episode is listening to, is doing great, as I hope the same for you. Yes, we uh, wanted to record an episode to have on hand in case there was some kind of emergency that we couldn't do a weekly recording as we normally do. James and I are proud of our record, having published the weekly review every Friday since we started. And we realized that some Friday might come when who knows what happened and we couldn't record one. And apparently that this is that Friday because we are taking this one out of the vault and publishing it today in lieu of a fresh live weekly review. And we hope you enjoy it with us. We did pick a topic, though, that we think will be evergreen, something inspired by a previous episode where we talked about how did our parents get everything done, you know, in the days before productivity task management GTD land that we live in now. And I thought it would be interesting to talk about how did we get things done in that same era? In other words, when we were kids, uh, obviously, we got enough things done to get where we are today. <laughs> so what, if any, strategies did we have? And uh, how have those things changed? Or how have we uh, benefited from things we learned as kids? So to start things off, I tried to remember my earliest experience of having to plan to get something done when I was a kid. And I just can't really find one, you know, from, say, elementary school years. The most prominent thing that I can remember was something that I wished for but did not have, and that was a calendar. Mm. Um, I mean, it's not that I didn't have, you know, some kind of probably cute kitten calendar to hang in my room. But what we didn't have in our family was a family calendar. And it used to bug me to no end to find out, say, on a Saturday, when I was ready to settle in with some cartoons and Captain Crunch and do nothing all day to find that my parents expected us to go do something, like go visit a relative or go on some kind of shopping excursion or just anything that wasn't my plan. And I swore when I became a parent, I would have calendars for my kids and they would not be surprised by such things. So um, I don't have kids. So that part, I can't say that, you know, I, I eventually made good on, but my guinea pigs are on a schedule and they know what to expect every day, certain times of the day. So that's, that's the earliest thing I can remember that, you know, I wanted something to help me plan. 
So besides, and I think we'll talk a little bit about school a little later in the podcast because back to school season was also a big organizational season for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'd say the biggest plan I've, uh, did was when I believe I was eight. I think I was eight. Yeah. Sounds about mm -hmm. right. We did, we had our family trip to Walt Disney World. Oh. And, um, you know, nothing online. So you would, you wrote away, you wrote to the company and you would get back this giant packet of like brochures and a map and a, and I had, we were all planned out. Like, oh, we're going to do this first, then we're doing this, then we're doing the end. Um, like eight years old, I was kind of, I, by the time we got there, I kind of knew what was going on and we got a lot done in our time at, uh, Walt Disney World. I did not spend as much time researching the other destinations, like see, let's see, we went to SeaWorld, Bush Gardens, um, uh something called Circus World, which Ringling Brothers, Barnum right. & Bailey Circus put on, but that's no longer in existence, um, and a trip to Kennedy Space Center. So we had a – it was a it was a great family vacation, but um, the one thing I remember is, like, really not even knowing – I was programming, managing everything. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was pretty much researching and program managing the trip, which I still do. When right. we go to Walt Disney World or Disneyland. <laughs> so eight years old, I'm still the same, ex same exact person, like exact <laughs> same person. And then I wish I could find this. My parents, my mom kept every piece of paper I ever drew a mark on, a but not this one. Um, that I have not yet been able to find it. Um, also, to prepare for the trip to Walt Disney World, I made a – it was kind of like an advent calendar countdown to the trip on a piece of paper. Wow. Like, it was like a month out, and I was like crossing off the days. But then kind of the, the piece de resistance of my little infographic is I literally had like the plane ride – I had a little plane on the ground and then it like went in a little arc. Like I think it was like every 30 minutes of the flight until it landed. <laughs> and then, but of course I was so excited on the plane. I didn't actually mark that off, but I was like, wow, that was, that was kind of, and I still remember that thing with a bit of pride. Like that was, that was yeah. my first incredibly nerdy organizational bit of organizational fun. Yeah. Because it wasn't like anybody told me to do that. It's just like, I want to have one of these to help me count down. So, yes, yeah. I've been a I've been an organizational nerd and a Disney nerd, apparently, yeah. in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, I'm impressed. That is a habit you picked up early and still use to your advantage. And um, I think I did pick up a lot from my parents, but especially my mom. My mom was like very organized and my dad was um smart enough to go along <laughs> with it. So my mom did have like we had a monthly calendar like we had a calendar on the mm -hmm. fridge with uh. um you know any major event like people coming to visit us going to visit someone anything that would pretty much take a day shopping trips didn't make it onto that calendar because they were a little more ad hoc um mm -hmm. 
And also things my dad wanted to do didn't necessarily, he was a lot more spontaneous. Mm -hmm. So you would get up on Saturday morning and want to watch cartoons and uh, dad would be like, oh, we're cleaning the garage today. Okay. Uh. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't, but you know, I, it's all yeah. right. Actually, the, the traveling jogged my memory a little bit. Um, cause I was thinking about, you know, when we went on trips, obviously when we were really little, our parents would pack for us, but I think my parents, you know, my mom mainly would decide, you know, here's what you're taking. Here are the suitcases, you know, and that sort of thing. Because, you know, I remember going on um, a couple of school trips that were overnight, one that went to Bush Gardens and to Edison's summer home and to uh, Kennedy Space Center. So, of course, I lived in Florida. So that was like a, a trip around the state for us. And I can't remember um, and also when I was like 12, I went on an overnight trip to Washington, D.C. with, uh, you know, a bunch of other seventh graders and we took the train and, uh, I can't remember packing for that at all. Like, I can't remember how did I know what to bring? And I think, you know, my mom was probably, uh, very involved in that. But one thing that I do remember, that was kind of fun is we had a packing list when I went to summer camp every summer. Oh, yes. Uh, right? So they sent you a list of all the things you needed. And it was like a checklist. And we like glued it to the inside of our sleepaway camp trunk. Um, because, yeah, we had to have a whole trunk, you know, one of those things. Oh, sure. Like is, a foot locker. Uh, a foot yeah. locker type thing. And I had one of those too. Yeah. Yeah, and so it would specify, like, the number of each type of clothing item you needed, plus, you know, the various toiletries. And I remember that was fun to have a list and check things off, but that didn't get translated into regular life just to sleep away camp. I mean, as an aside, one of the funnier family stories is my brother was seven years younger than me. He he didn't get to go to sleep away camp, you know, but one summer, I think he was old enough when we were there. And my mother said when he came back and she opened his trunk, she said, uh, it doesn't look like he's unpacked anything. <laughs> so, you know, he was probably like seven years old or eight years old and probably just wore the same thing every day for two weeks. So, uh, that was, that's a family joke. And he's, he's kind of like that now. Uh, <laughs> so. But yeah, so that was uh, organization being imposed from the outside, but I liked it. But I'm not sure why I never extrapolate it from that and start making checklists for myself, not just for travel, but also for getting through school, you know. And uh, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I definitely was a good student who generally had all homework and things done on time. But I think the nature of that uh, part of your life is that it, it's there's not that many moving parts. You know, you go to school. You don't need a, a checklist to tell you go to school. You right. go to your classes, and that's not complicated either. And you get home, and, you know, you've got probably, like, a few school books that you know, like, I have to go to 
page eight and do these exercises. And then I have to read, you know, one chapter of this book. And there wasn't like a lot of things to try to prioritize or it was it just get this done and come back tomorrow to school. What about you? Well, school-wise, I mean, I mainly remember just writing assignments down. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that kind of served as the checklist was, you know, need to read chapters two and do whatever, the every other question. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, math books, like you got the answers to every other question. You could mm-hmm. check yourself, which was weird. I did learn, I think, through modeling about kind of checklists um, or to-do lists um, from my mom. Like we would have guests, so like, you know, people over for dinner and mom would be making dinner. So um, she would literally on the fridge would be kind of a list of every, like the menu, like here's what she's making. And if it's stuff she could prepare early, she could prepare it, cross it off. Like, so mm-hmm. she was very, very organized. And during summer vacation, the township had a pool that uh, uh, we would go to. That was a lot of fun when we pretty much went to the pool every day that it wasn't raining. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a huge – It like when I say pool, this thing was originally called the mud hole because at some point it was literally a big hole in the ground. Like it's not e- – like larger than an Olympic-sized pool. This thing is like – I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, it's actually. Giant. It's, yeah. Um, we didn't really have that in Florida because people had their own pools. Right, right. We didn't have one, but we had the ocean. So that was a big pool. But um, we, when I lived in New Jersey, though, uh, I did join the pool in Princeton Township when I was there in the summer. And that, those were some of the most glorious days of my time in graduate school was, you know, leaving the library after, you know, in the afternoon and going and spending the rest of the day hanging out in the pool, which was huge. As I can, I know what you're talking about. I don't know if that's like, I never saw anything like that until I moved to New Jersey. Maybe it's a New Jersey thing. I don't know. (laughs) But um, by the time we moved there to uh, the town, um, it was, it was still a giant hole in the ground, like giant, Hmm trough in the ground but it was it was there was concrete so it wasn't just dirt on the bottom it was you know filtration it was like a real pool Mm -hmm. by that point um but before we got to go to the pool every morning my sister and i we would have a list of chores every morning during the summer that needed to happen and then once they were done the rest of the day was ours that was kind of some imposed organizational structure the notion Mm -hmm. of the to-do list Mm -hmm. um and boy it felt good like and then you and you but you had no idea what was going to be on the list any (laughs) given day so you'd be like oh it's a good day oh this oh it's going to take forever and then i'd say another place i picked up some organizational ideas or skills um i was uh in the cub scouts and in the boy scouts Uh um and so between Summer camp in the Boy Scouts where you would get a packing list. But just in general, um, the notion of, you know, you're going on a hike. What do you bring? Like, these are the things you need to bring. You need to bring, you know, an extra pair of socks. You need to bring some trail mix, which was Mm -hmm. the best because I would just eat the chocolate chips out of it. (laughs) Screw the rest. Um, 
you <sighs> would, um, you know, so there'd be like this, you know, set of things, or then you're going on a camping trip, so you need to bring, need to be prepared, so yeah. to speak. Um, so this notion of like pre-planning and preparing, um, I think also got, I picked up a lot of that from, from, from those organizations and i for the life of me i could not make a pinewood derby car oh my god <laughs> like mine were just the most un aerodynamic all you know, like you could have just taken the block of wood dipped it in some paint put the wheels on it and it would have been better than what i came up with so so is that like a boy scout tradition that's a cub scout tradition uh, oh where you essentially you you get this block of pine wood mm-hmm. and you fashion it you know, like you shape it into a car you put wheels on it and then every, you have races huh. like at a pack meeting one one time they mm-hmm. have like a ramp it's kind of and you know you put them on there and you try to win the pinewood derby i never did well at the pinewood derby <laughs> so clearly i did not go into mechanical engineering or aerodynamics um <laughs> it did not seem to be my thing Interesting. Like, yeah, I was in Girl Scouts for a couple of years, and uh, I we didn't do too much outdoor stuff. Um, I mean, like that kind of camping and hiking. Um, although, you know, we we would do like cookouts, but that's you know, that's not exactly high level outdoor skills. But um, but earning badges, you know, for things uh, that was. That was nice, you know, to have, yes, in the Girl Scout handbook, each badge had a checklist of the things you had to do Mm -hmm. or perform or, you know, submit uh, to earn the badge, which were such beautiful little embroidered things, and you sewed them onto your sash. And I didn't earn tons of them, but the one I remember most clearly earning is uh, skating, roller skating badge. Uh, I had to skate backwards, and I remember now that the troop leader, you know, she she would go through the checklist of, like, skills you had to have. And I really never mastered skating backwards. She kind of uh, gave it to me because I was, like, rolling in a backward motion. <laughs> but I, I, even today, like, well, I guess I can kind of do it. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of a joke in my family about me skating backwards. Not really. Um, yeah, but that was, that was a good, those were good, uh, good examples too of, of lists. And I liked having the list, but again, I can't really say that I ever translated them into anything, you know, resembling a to-do list until much, much later. I'm pretty sure I must have had some kind of to-do lists, but I don't, as I'm thinking back, I'm even thinking about homework. For the life of me, I can't remember one single piece of homework that I did explicitly. Like, mm-hmm. I can't remember. I remember I sat at my desk at home a lot, but yeah. I don't, for the life of me, I can't remember yeah. one. I must have done it. I yeah. turned it in. <laughs> right. Apparently, um, you finished your school uh, years and got your various diplomas. So. <laughs> yes. Um. But what yeah, even for college, you know, I don't remember. It, I think it had sort of that same feeling as as 
childhood, you know, of like, well, you know, your schedule, um, you have deadlines because you need, you have a class you're going to the next day and you're, you've got, I mean, and, and honestly, I, I was kind of the, the last minute person for anything that was more than just like an overnight homework assignment. So term papers, things like that. I never, uh, I never got on top of them early or had any kind of strategy until really the last minute. And, um, uh, and I'm not saying that's a good thing. It's just, it, it, it's definitely something that has, uh, kind of stayed with me to now. And I have more rationalizations for it with one of them being, I'm, I know I'm going to finish it. Why should I get all stressed out about it? Um, and spend more extra time. Like the project will fill up the time you allot to it. It's uh, mm-hmm. one of my, my favorite yeah, rationalizations. <laughs> um, well, for me also, uh, even if I'm not, I know my subconscious mind is working on a problem, even if I'm not yeah, actively working on it. Like, you know, it'll come up, you know, like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll do it that way or maybe. Um, so that happens to me to this day. Um, and somehow I, I have a feeling we both have a pretty good sense of, like, how long if we go into crunch mode something is really going to take to right. get done. <laughs> And so usually then, and it, it seems like I'm usually off by about 30, 30 to 60 minutes. It <laughs> uh, yeah. seems to be, I'm usually, I usually could have used an extra 30 to 60 minutes, which, you know, when you're planning, like, that's not that bad estimation wise. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely remember though, back to school season, um, like getting, you know, you're getting all new, like notebooks to write in. Right. You're getting That's new, true. all new. You're getting like, and for some reason, when I was, especially as a kid, I've just been disabused of that notion over time. But that if you somehow got the right combination of, um, you know, three ring binder and the right trapper keepers and the right pencil, like the little zippered, pocket mm-hmm. with the pencil holder and if you had the right combination of office supplies somehow you would be more organized <laughs> um like magically it would just kind of happen um yeah. but you'd always at least for me i'm gonna go in and yes i'm gonna keep track of all my assignments and i'm gonna get them done all on time and get started early and this year is gonna be completely different than the last year <laughs> Never. It's always like you're good for two to three weeks and then somehow everything all just (laughs) goes back kind of the way. And, you know, that happens for school projects. That happens on every software engineering project I've ever been on. No, this time (laughs) we're going to not build up technical debt. We're going to, you know, take the time and do this right and do the – and. At the end, you're like, it It went pretty much the same way as it always goes. What? Yeah. How, how, oh, but this time we're going to use this process. So we're going to use it. And it's like, and, and yet again. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think just, I think just getting things done in an, in an organized manner is like, if you're work, it's difficult. 
Yeah. Um, it takes like constant effort, which I guess is why we have our trusted systems to try to get some of that stuff out and dedicate some time every week to maintaining that system. Um, cause I can honestly say that I am doing better since I've started doing GTD, like a whole lot better right. than anything I've tried before, including the trapper keeper and the little <laughs> plastic zippered pencil holder. I mean, it, it does kind of make me wonder, uh, you know, as you know, and uh, I've talked about on the podcast ever since the beginning, I have attacked the GTD lifestyle. You know, I've tried to make it work for me several times in the last 15 years. And it always feels like I'm going to do it and I understand it. But, you know, for me, it's working now because of the podcast. And and it's not working in, you know, a really beautiful, I'm always organized, my mind is like water all the time fashion. But things get done that would have gotten way more procrastinated because I have the accountability of talking to you <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, you know, also the, the incentive to do the weekly review. And, you know, I think it's often pointed out that you could do all the other parts of a system like GTD, but if you don't review it, then it's, it doesn't work. It's going to be dysfunctional. Um, and I do wonder because really my, my parents were not super organized like that. My mother famously, you know, had just piles of stuff she needed to do that she, she would eventually get to, but I don't know. And she just, uh, and, you know, she sort of accepted herself as somebody who just like did what she could, but didn't, um, get mm -hmm. everything cleared away, didn't have a process at all. And we didn't really have chores to do. We, You know, your summer sounds very organized. <laughs> we didn't have, uh, yeah, you know, we didn't have too many responsibilities that way. And I think, uh, you know, I just was raised not to, to be like hyper well, concerned or aware of what my, um, you know, my responsibilities or my, you know, what my next actions were, mm -hmm. you know, what my commitments, what commitments had I made, you know, that I, I hadn't written down. So, you know, I, I do wonder if often still, if, if there isn't a, uh, approach to, um, an organized life that would fit in better with my, what it seems like, you know, just congenital, <laughs> in, uh, congenital inability to really be organized. For me, what I like about the week, like the GTD system so far, um, is that it really, it's not telling me what to do or mm -hmm. when to do it, except, except review stuff once a week. And it's really just making sure I don't forget stuff that I already have thought to myself, oh, I need to get that thing done. Um, mm -hmm. And it gives me a way to, uh, like a way to think about all this stuff that's coming in at me, like emails and snail mail and what have you. Yeah. Um, and 
have almost like a, a, a rote system for dealing. Like here's like, instead of think like having to make up every time, what the heck do I do now? I got one of these. Um, like it's like, Oh, when, when that happens, I do X, Y, and Z, and then it's processed and it's in my trusted system. And it might not be the next thing I get to or the thing mm-hmm. I get to next week or next month, but it's in there. Yeah. And I'm not going to forget about it. So for me, it's almost like I can be as, like, even if I go through a whole week and I don't get anything done in my trusted system, I, you know, it's my life. I don't, <laughs> like, who can, like, whatever. Right. It's not, it's like I'm the one that put it in there as something that I wanted to do. And if this week I didn't feel like doing any of it, like, tough. That's great. Apparently it was more important to me to, you know, rewatch all of Downton Abbey. <laughs> so yeah very good um so at least for me i like it a lot in that it's it sounds like you're hyper organized but really it could just mean that you you've put everything in a trusted system and now you 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 just can ignore everything for a while if you feel <laughs> like it um but you still aren't you don't have that worry in the back of your head that Oh, is there a bill I was supposed to pay or, oh, oh yeah. wasn't I supposed to do something about, and even like my sister asked me for a favor and I didn't put it in my trusted system. Sure enough, completely forgot. Mm-hmm. And so today she pinged me again. I was like, oh, I should have put it in my trusted system. <laughs> um, and I think the fact that we have the podcast in part to keep each other accountable is one of like having an accountability partner is definitely one of the suggestions in the atomic habits book yeah. um, as a way of establishing a habit. And the fact that, well, the habit of recording and releasing a podcast, we've been excellent on weekly, yes. the habit of actually doing a weekly review. We've been spotty, but I think both of us have done more weekly reviews than if we hadn't had this podcast at all. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> so I think it's been a success. Anyway, um, I was wondering if you had any more for this episode. No, I mean, I could. Uh, I've enjoyed just thinking about some of these things, but especially enjoyed learning that you have been a Disney geek since childhood. <laughs> it was fun to take a trip back to down memory lane to childhood with you uh, on this Special episode of the Weekly Review. Special episode, which is, you know, a manifestation of our commitment to uh, getting the thing done every week that we have committed to. So, uh, And with that, uh, we would love to hear from listeners. <laughs> I, I, I just am fascinated by how childhoods vary and... Uh, the influence of your parents can have such an impact on what you do eventually. So if you want to share some of your childhood stories, you can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. On micro.blog and Twitter, we are at theweeklyreview. Or you can email us at sayhello at theweeklyreview.fm. It would be great if you could rate or review the podcast. It helps new listeners find us and You know, we just like knowing that uh, you like us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next Weekly Review. Thanks. You got some things you want to get done And still enjoy a bit of organizational fun 
There's a lot of things you 